Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Flore by Sun Genomics is a fully customized precision symbiotic. We've been following them since the company got its start back in 2016. Since then, there's been advancements in science, new partnerships, products, and more. So I thought we'd catch up and see what's new. Right now, I'd like to welcome Sunny Jane, CEO and founder of Sun Genomics. Hi, Sunny, and welcome to the NutraCast. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Excited to chat again about gut health and where the market and industry in Flore has reached. Yes, I should say welcome back because I did have you on the NutraCast a couple of years ago, and we have been staying in touch. Um, but for those who maybe haven't been watching as closely, what's new? What are some of the latest developments with Sun Genomics? Well, Sun Genomics and Flore has seen tremendous growth continue, even through the pandemic-stricken years. I think people have really begun to focus on gut health, and that mirrors very nicely with how the scientific community has begun to publish more aggressively. I think when we started in 2016, if you looked up human gut microbiome studies, you might pull up somewhere around 700 studies that were related to human microbiome from PubMed or Google Scholar. But now if you look up that same term, in 2022, there were over 23,000 publications related to human wow. gut microbiome. So just an explosion, in the, and, and that's been accelerating since the last seven years, and we don't anticipate that to slow down. And that mirrors what's happening at Flore. And, uh, you know, we're following that trend. We knew that trend was going to uh, accelerate, and this is the journey we've always wanted to be on to help people uh, solve their gut health issues. Yeah, so I think we all sort of thought this was going to be a big market, a huge category, but 23,000. I mean, were, were you expecting this so much so fast? I didn't realize just how wide encompassing gut health is over other areas of the body originally. Originally, when we started to look at the gut microbiome, we're saying, okay, you have these um, these pathogens or these bad gut microbes. How do you decrease that? C. difficile, Klebsiella, whatever it may be, foodborne things. But I think what what is so fascinating about how this field has exploded is it's gone beyond the gut. It's gone into the gut immune system and stimulating your T cells and your B cells. There's implications related to long COVID management and studies are showing the decrease in particular organisms for those that have been infected and respiratory and gut lung access and now gut brain access as many of us are, are challenged with all the anxiety that we face through our daily lives. Um, the gut brain access is more important than ever and, and, and stimulating that through the gut microbiome is some of the research that I find just completely fascinating and really excited to continue to be on that front uh, and forefront to provide solutions. So I saw something recently about the gut eye axis. That just blew me away. That is that is totally the part that is amazing about the science is these microbes that we thought were just living inside of our intestinal tract, uh, they may be living in other places too. And they may, may not actually be traversing to the gut eye, but they may be signal, signaling molecules all the way along through our nerves or through other cellular response networks that we have in our human physiology 
to, to create a different eye microbiome. And there are definitely microbes that your, your eye is going to get exposed to and the viscous solution that your, your eye has is going to have some microbial population. But how it's influenced by your gut is just amazing to me. And yeah, potentially the future, you know, could be finding solutions for our eye health through microbiome. Definitely. And just to give everybody a, a quick background on you, you found uh, solutions for your son. Uh, you started noticing probiotics, but it really wasn't consumer friendly. It was hard to understand. And that's sort of what inspired you, right? Yeah, my background is in molecular medicine and microbiology. And I'd worked for Illumina and brought up the human genome sequencing inside of their clinical lab. And when I was faced with sort of a parent dilemma of my son having gut health issues, I kind of put all of that to work and started to nerd out and just science (laughs) everything I could about my son's gut. Uh, I learned a ton. I learned that the probiotics off the shelf wouldn't survive the gastric system typically. And that's now changed over seven years. People are beginning to pay attention and like build strains that are acid resistant so they can get through stomach acid and and start looking at other ways to enteric coat capsules. And we also found there was a lot of strain misidentification off of these labels and bottles. And now there are more requirements around strain labeling and and the bottles. So we're really excited to see how the industry's progressed on that side. And now there perhaps are better solutions for people that my, you know, like my son had that they're more accessible. And certainly Flore is more accessible. We were, I think when, you know, when we started, it spent, I spent maybe $30,000 to sequence my son and find precision probiotics and symbiotics for him. Yeah, it was, it was quite a, a, quite a credit card debt exercise for me, but, you know, I, I really believed in it. I was passionate about what, what we were working on. And, and once I got that data back of his first stool sample and saw that he had a, a unique, microbial population in his gut and some were inflammatory, you know, it created a lot of alarm. And, you know, now we've democratized this, right? This is available for $79 a month. Uh, anybody can can run this type of microbiome analysis and also get precision symbiotics. And there's a lot more stratified solutions, even if you don't want to run the gut microbiome as well. And it's it's even more affordable and within reach than ever. How old is your son now? He is seven, going on 14, I say. He's quite the smart aleck, but. uh, (laughs) Okay, so he probably isn't at that age yet where he appreciates all that went into this, but uh, maybe when he actually is 14, maybe he will, right? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope so. I can only hope for the best for him. (laughs) So, Sonny, how is your son doing today? Well, you know, it's originally I was... uh, happy that we were able to decrease the inflammatory microbe of his of his gut you know by the time he was one or so and uh, one and a half we we would see the decrease in the concentration of that but it's what i've realized is is managing your gut microbiome is not just a static thing like it wasn't like i was going to find a solution for him and great he's going to be healthy the rest of his life Right. Your microbiome is something you carry with you the rest of your life. And there are issues that you're going to encounter, whether it be, you know, foodborne or allergies or asthma or GERD or IBS or IBD or, um, you know, arthritis or later stage Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. You know, healthy aging is about managing one's gut microbiome. So, you know, we've 
deployed that in my household for for my sons and for our family and my mom and my brother, everybody. This is the way we view healthy aging is by monitoring the gut and and managing with precision symbiotics. I'm glad you brought up healthy aging because I think a lot of people think that that's something that you start doing when you're maybe middle-aged or older, but obviously you started your son on it. So what do you think people need to know about healthy aging, especially when it comes to gut health? I think we've become more preventative than ever. You know, we all appreciate now the reactive way of medicine in waiting for a disease to onset and then taking pharmaceuticals may not be the most efficient way to manage one's health. And it's quite costly for the healthcare system and a burden of a nation. And so if we can begin to think more preventatively, and if we begin to think of what we want to accomplish in our lives, and we can extend our lives by 10 years, 20 years, we might be able to accomplish more. And we might be able to accomplish more at a different tier of quality than we ever have before. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the things that you've been up to in recent months. The end of last year, you launched Flore Clinical. Uh, What is that? So Flore Clinical operates out of our CLIA CAP certified laboratory called Flore Laboratories. This is all part of our strategic overarching microbiome health initiative in managing one's gut health. We've launched separate gut health tests that are FDA approved tests out of that laboratory. One is calprotectin that helps people understand if they have IBS or IBD. The other is GI pathogen, which is a common panel run to understand if you have these toxin-producing microbes in the gut and if you need to have a more follow-up with a medical professional. Okay. I know there's a lot of people who, myself included, who have gone to doctors, gastroenterologists with gut issues, IBS, things like that. And a lot of times these doctors just don't have the solutions or the tools. So it sounds like this is something that's going to push that in the right direction. Yeah, exactly, Danielle. Like we think that, you know, that's been a challenge, right? This is the challenge that doctors have explained to us as well. They don't have enough information. They don't have enough tools. And here's this new technology called next generation sequencing technology that's coming around that allows this broad screening of the gut intestinal tract instead of just these very specific niche tests that we have. And so now that we have this sort of broad screening, we might be able to have a lot more transparency into what's going on and begin to pin things down instead of, you know, try one thing and then come back three months later. And if it didn't work, try another thing, come back three months later and try another thing. Instead of that sort of tiered serial change in in treatment, we can probably nail it down in the first view because we can kind of get a big landscape view of what's going on and and find the culprit, um, whether it's SIBO, whether it's a particular microbe that's overgrown in the gut or some microbes that are releasing gases like methane or hydrogen or causing discomfort in the gut or, or lack of short chain fatty acids and healthy molecules like butyrate in the gut. Now you can understand that more than ever. And so I think we're, we see ourselves as partners enabling those same doctors with more enriched information. Yeah, you just mentioned SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Are you able to detect that? We see that quite a bit. We see it as overgrowth of an organism that is represented at a higher level than the rest of the gut. So for instance, you might see an organism like E. coli that would normally be 1%, possibly 2% 
of the gut microbiome as a cellular um, uh, component of the gut, it, you might see that go up to 15% or 30%. And we've seen it as high as 60% in some individuals. So that wow. is that sort of rapid increase of bacterial overgrowth. But it's not just E. coli. That's what's so unique about SIBO. And the way that we're thinking about it perhaps is we'd always thought, oh, it's it's a bacterial overgrowth of a group of organisms. Well, we can just treat it with an antibiotic and, and you know, hopefully it's it, it, we 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 crush the entire uprising <laughs> happening in our gut. But, you know, you have to be specific. You have to know what the organism you're trying to address is. You have to know if it is it E. coli or was the overgrowth related to another organism like C. difficile or was it candida overgrowing or was it some of these other what they call strict anaerobes of the gut, the bacteriaides vulgatus organism overgrowing. Once you have that identification of the organism and the doctor can look at that and be like, okay, I understand. I can I can look this up and the information is here. Here's the path forward to that. And that might involve precision symbiotics. That might involve um, therapies, but that's up to the doctor to make that decision. Okay. That's great to hear. I asked because years ago I wanted a SIBO test, which was a breath test. And my doctor said, eh, it's not reliable and talked me out of it and basically said it, you know, it's, it's pointless to do. So I'm glad to hear we've made some traction since then. Yeah. It's, you know, being able to, the first step is always being able to pinpoint the issue and then you can come up with a really good plan forward. I think, you know, if we just kind of look at it by always just sort of talking about the symptoms without some sort of analysis, it becomes a challenge. And that's why we're excited to bring this bring this to market. And it's all part of the overall strategy to make the microbiome standard of care. Mm-hmm. Another big thing that happened earlier this year, you partnered with Royal DSM. Tell me about that partnership. Yeah, Royal DSM, they are a Netherlands company and they have presence here in the United States as well. They're a huge manufacturer of ingredients and perhaps even a Fortune 500 level company of ingredients. And they're, they're so good at sourcing high bioavailable ingredients, selecting and being very selective about which ingredients that they bring into their overarching company and brand. And they're also very environmentally conscious and looking at sustainable ways to bring ingredients. For instance, instead of bringing fish oil as an ingredient into Sun Genomics's repository for DHA and, and omega-3, 6, and 9, um, they have an algae-based DHA and EPA, uh, which is much more sustainable and green than bringing in sort of the fish oil and, and needing fish farming. And so we really like that. And we use the the powdered algae DHA for omega-3s in our ingredients like Flory Bloom. And it's only because of partners like DSM that we're able to kind of find these types of um, ingredients. And they work with us because we're kind of a technology company. We have tons of databases. We have analytics. We have bioinformatics. We have insight into how these ingredients are working and which ingredients are actually effective in real life. And so we're sharing a little bit about how we approach that with our algorithms uh, and we're learning from each other. And I really enjoy the partnership. That's good to hear. So Sunny, as I mentioned in the intro, you offer customized symbiotics. Can you share some of the results or reviews or things you're hearing from some of your customers? 
Yeah, on TrustPilot.com, we have a really nice following of customers. If you type in Flore.com into TrustPilot.com, which is like a third-party review system, so we don't actually have control over the the reviews. People can just go there and put a review. We've seen some amazing reviews coming from both clinicians and you know individual customers. Some people saying you know they've got their lives back. They're functioning in more timely way, their kind of cycle of, of, of waking up and sleeping have, have been fixed. And in some cases, the irritability is down, the, um, the challenges with their GI issues has decreased. So that symptom relief is what helps people get back to being their best self. And if we can help in even 5% or 10%, and in some cases completely resolve, it's it's amazing to to read and hear the stories and it's motivating for our entire Flore team when we see those so we really appreciate that strong customer engagement definitely looking ahead what are some of your predictions for the gut health and precision nutrition space in the next year or so yeah i think personalization and precision nutrition is a a huge market precision nutrition's been a part of Precision medicine for many years. Precision medicine has has three parts to it. There's one that's sort of the precision drugs, and and we really didn't make much progress on precision medications because it's really challenging uh, and it's hard to pinpoint that. And there's all these regulatory challenges. And then there's a precision diagnostics, which we are seeing happen um, right in front of us with all sorts of testing more readily available, depending on what type of test you want to run and understand about your body, you can you can run that test, you can Google it and look for that test. Um, and then there's precision nutrition, which is what do you do once you have that information and what do you need to change in your diet? What, what supplements do you do, need to take? What probiotics do you need to take? That precision nutrition market's like a $145 billion market globally, wow. uh, and it's growing at double-digit CAGR. So we're we're really enthused to be a part of precision nutrition, helping people understand, okay, what's happening in the gut? What's happening with their diet? How can you modify diet and supplements and, and probiotics together to kind of get this ultimate synergistic effect that makes you feel better? And how can you track that information? So that personalized approach, we're we're kind of in the maybe hyper personalized section of uh, personalization. But what we're seeing in the market is there's a definite shift away from the one size fits all. So you can think back to when you would go to the grocery store and there might be just one probiotic on the shelf and it just said for digestive health. That concept that you could put together a cocktail of probiotics or prebiotics and it would resolve the gut health of every single person that took it, we've kind of gone away from that. The science has kind of proven that not to be the way to go. So you can think of companies out there that are just building that single bottle and putting a m- multiple strains in it. Those are not going to necessarily work for everyone. So this huge segment of personalization has arisen in the last two or three years where companies begin to ask surveys, perhaps, um, about what you're looking for and then build a regimen or series of pills that might match more closely to what benefit you're looking for. There's groups like ours offering testing, and that might be blood or urine testing. And there might be other groups more similar to ours doing microbiome and different levels of microbiome testing or or human DNA testing as well. 
And some are offering what I call the stratified solution. And, and we appreciate that. That's kind of like saying, okay, well, you might need, let's take this questionnaire. Oh, I see that you have some anxiety issues. Why don't you try our mood blend? Mood is a good one. Well, okay, let's take this questionnaire. And it, and it sounds like you have some energy issues. Why don't you try our energy blend? Or you having sleeping issues, try the sleep blend. So that stratified level of personalization is really fascinating. And seeing that really become more mainstream is just amazing. Uh, now, of course, we like to look at the full detail of it. What's going on in the gut microbiome? What do we need to precisely feed it? Let's build uh, the six or eight strains of probiotics and prebiotics and botanicals, and let's drive a, an ecosystem and let's monitor the change. So that's where that's where we like to operate as a business model, but we, lo we love supporting those and partnering those, making stratified solutions, and we're always open to partnership discussions on how we can help brands like that. Yeah, it's such a fascinating time for personalized nutrition. And speaking of that, do you have any upcoming partnerships that you can tease? We do have some upcoming partnerships. Um, you know, those are in discussion, but we have announced our partnership with DSM and we have announced a partnership with Fonterra doing ongoing work on a happiness project with Fonterra. They're a New Zealand based ingredient company. And, um, We've really enjoyed working with both those partners. It's incredible to be a company our size and get the opportunity to work with these large multi-billion dollar companies. We've got a few more in the pipeline and um, we have some new products that we're testing for various markets as well. And we should see those new products come out in Q3 of this year. And uh, soon we'll be doing some more announcements around Flore Clinical and uh, engaging the Flore Clinical side as well. All right. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Sunny Jane, CEO and founder of Sun Genomics, thanks so much for joining me here on the NutriCast. Thank you, Danielle. As always, it's been a pleasure. If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.